human being thing. You know, it's just if you live <laughs> in Mexico City, you're just not worried about rising sea levels. Now, a lot of it has to do with well, the fact that they're 7,500 feet above sea level, but you get my point. The, well, I mean, when you look at other countries outside the U.S., they do take this stuff far more oh, seriously. No, no, no. I, I know that. I know that we have countries that take yeah. this far more seriously than we do in the United States. I'm just distilling it down to just a, a, a just a human individual level is that yeah i think that people i think people are more aware of climate change and what humans have done to 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 change the climate and to put us in this position we're in right now where extreme weather is the norm i'm just saying it's just a little bit too big for your average human most human beings go well what the fuck am i supposed to do about that (laughs) What, what can i do about that right now i'm trying to get my kid to school yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of that. There's definitely a lot of that. Is it, it? I I watch this shit and I'm just going, wow. This is this is crazy. What's happening? And, and nobody seems to really be paying attention to it. No one really is tripping. Like it's it's wild to me. Blizzards in Southern California. What? Come on. <laughs> What? What? No, nah, man, that's all Hollywood. That never happened. <laughs> what? That's right. That's all, that's all studio tricks and CGI. It never happened. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> Excellent. It's a C O N conspiracy. Well, if you couldn't tell, you are in the throes of your favorite podcast. Indeed, it is Quality Hang. I am Rod Brooks. And as always, I am joined on this podcasting adventure by my partner in crime, the King of New Orleans, Louisiana. He is Marcus Osborne. How you doing, man? So good. Like I said, it's it's warm out here today. It's warm. We got a warm day ahead. We're gonna and warm, relatively speaking. Obviously, we're gonna hit eighty, and that's for me. That's like the sweet spot. Eighty, perfect. Don't get any higher than that, and I'll be good. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, it is going to get higher than that, and the humidity is going to get higher than that. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I will not envy you in June, July, August, and September. No, thank you. Oh, well, you, you know, in the, in the summertime, I'll be back in the Bay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see you, brother. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not playing that shit. All right. Nah, nah. Nah. <laughs> we got we, we got some cabins out there. We we already planning like when the summertime rolls around, we're gonna spend most of our time out in Cali. <laughs> hey, you know we were just talking about the historic snowfall in uh, in California in the mountains in the beautiful Sierra Nevada range. Um, yeah. Just reminded me, you you got a cabin up there. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what shape it's in? I mean, I'm sure it's yeah, fine. It, I know it's, it's standing. But yeah, I was I was gonna say I'm positive it's buried. Yeah, it's under the snow. That okay. I, I, I we've gotten reports. It's un, it's under snow. It's, dude, it's these in things, there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these things, Rod, have been through so much. It's I mean, I don't even know how they managed to keep standing. I mean, the last few years there has been fire and we've been evacuated. Yeah, how close Basically, was that fire? Because wh- where's your spot in Pollock Pines? I don't know. No one knows what we're talking yeah. about, but whatever. yeah. So Pollock Pines, for yeah. folks who need a frame of reference, is sort of like 30 miles, uh, 30 mi- well, about almost almost an hour from Tahoe. Right, like 30 miles south. Yeah, and yeah. so um, the last few years, 
it's been the fires and the fires were not only close, they were right on top of us. Mm -hmm. And so we actually got lucky enough that the fire department came out and they did a controlled burn and they sort of set up a perimeter, but they were literally over right above the cabins. And I'm not saying I'm not, it wasn't far, put it that way. We probably, it was probably about 20, 30 yards from the cabins. I I drove uh, through there last summer on the way from Tahoe. And that was the first time I had driven highway 50. Yeah. um, Since those fires. And I was amazed how close the fire got to South shore. It was basically at my, at the doorstep of the town of Myers. I was stunned how close that fire was to, uh, the Myers. I mean, it, it it basically burned down to the highway, and then going up and over the summit, and then down uh, from Echo Summit into Pollock Pines, where your spot is. Yeah. I, I, the 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 scope of that fire, how big it was, and how much was actually destroyed, um, was uh, was amazing to me. So the fact that your spot is still standing is a testament to those uh, brave uh, firefighters who went in there and and in essence saved your property and a lot of other people's property too. They did, dude. It was, it, I mean, and we, oh, I, so there's some, like, I shouldn't probably say some of this stuff, but there's like little things you can do to sort of encourage the fire departments to help you out. One of those things is to actually let them know that your space is there and to make sure your stuff is pretty much taken care of mm-hmm. so that they can come down there and they can look and they'll, they'll be out there. Like the fire department was actually out there essentially protecting uh, the properties over there, and that's not something that they have to do. Yeah, but but you know what? That's the cool thing about firefighters. It's something that they will do. Yeah, you know, their their priority is uh, protecting life and yeah. protecting property, literally and understandably, uh, because life is more important than property. But literally and understandably, in that order, and firemen and women, uh, they uh, they do that um, reflexively. I mean, you want to talk about. You want to talk about heroes. Mm. Those people are heroes, man, flat out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting. People love fire firefighters, but boy, those cops. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a comedian say, and I wish I could remember who said it because it's so funny. I want to give them credit, but I heard a comedian say it was a black man, and he was talking about, uh, you know, black people's issues, longstanding issues with the cops. Yeah. And he was like, you know, next time when I get in trouble, if something happens, I'm going to call a firefighter, uh, and it will have nothing to do with the fire. But, you know, when you call a firefighter, you never hear about, you know, they went in and encountered someone and chopped their head off with an axe. <laughs> you know, like you hear somebody, they'll call the cops or the cops have been called. And the next thing you know, guns start, guns start clapping. <laughs> and I, I messed that joke up a little bit, but you get the sentiment of it. Uh, and even me fucking it up. It's That's still funny. funny. It's still really funny. That's good. That is very, very good. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, we were, it was very scary. I mean, Tova was like, she was freaking out. I mean, we, yeah. had, we had the fire map and we were just watching this fire get closer and closer. Yeah, man. Closer. Like, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, if you live in, in, uh, in the South and on the, the Florida coast, Atlantic coast, and on up through North Carolina, uh, hurricanes scare you. If you live in the Midwest, Fucking tornadoes are frightening. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, not that this is a natural disaster compare off, mm-hmm. but man, fucking wildfires. Yeah, it, dude. It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've ridden out hurricanes. It's not fun, 
But, you know, if you got the right kind of structure and you're a, a good distance away, you can ride out a hurricane. Now, the aftermath yeah. is tough because, well, you might be out of power for two weeks. Uh, you know, tornadoes are fucking scary because you just all of a sudden a day becomes night. Yeah. And and it becomes apocalyptic real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tornadoes are frightening. But, man, when a fire gets going and it's close, and yeah. it, it, it it spreads and there's no way to stop it because the winds. Oh, it's God, never it ending. Is, it is. It, it is never stressful. Oh were God, you so here? Stressful. You weren't here for the Oakland fire, were you? No, I was still back in. I was still. Yeah, in, uh, but so I, that, I remember that was like hearing nine, about it. Ninety-one, I think that was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You weren't here. You were a few years away. I'm telling you, that shit. I I had never seen anything like it. I I mean, being around here and watching the city burn down is, oh, yeah, fire ain't no joke, man. It man. is no joke because once once it gets to you, it's a wrap. It's over. There's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Um, it don't, no garden hose is going nope. to protect your no. house <laughs> no. from uh, from a fire. No, if that fire no wants bucket it, brigade it's stopping it. that. <laughs> no bucket brigade is going to stop that at all. If you're lucky. You will have some brave uh, fire personnel come and uh, and and make a stand uh, around your property, uh, and and hopefully that works. But if they don't come, that, that fire is going to take it, man. It is, it is beast. Yeah. Uh, all right, you want to jump into some stuff? Yeah, man. Let's jump into it. What you got? Well, so this I found this interesting. Um, Dame Lillard of the Portland Trail Blazers hit for seventy-one points the other day. Against my Houston Rockets. Pardon me while I get this off my fucking chest. All right? I know we're not in sports yet, but let me get this off my chest. Uh, Damian Lillard against the Rockets. Uh, as we tape this on Thursday, March 2nd, he hit the Rockets in Portland for 71 Ooh. points. He had 41 in the first half. Crazy. Which means Damian Lillard was able in the second half to get any shot he wanted, just Great. like in the first half. Why would the Rockets allow a guy who already hit you for a 40 ounce in the first half, why would you let him G off on you in the second half? Man. Take the ball out of his hands. Throw a jump defense at him. <laughs> like the Warriors did the yeah. next fucking night yep. <laughs> in yep. San Francisco when Lillard had a decent first quarter. What did the Warriors do? They hit him with a box and one, yep. and that basically removed Damian Lillard from the proceedings. Yes, Why would, when a guy hits you for 40 in the second half, <laughs> 50 should be all he gets for the entire game. But yep. no, not the Rockets, who are really trying to tank for Victor Wimbignana. The That's Rockets allowed him to score 30 fucking points in the second. And some of the shots he's taken in the second half were just like, Woo, let me see if I can get 81 <laughs> like Kobe did. All right, sorry, as you were saying. <laughs> fucking A. I know the Rockets are tanking, and I have no problem with that. But have some pride, for God's sakes. It's not like the... It's not like he went off in the fourth quarter for the 71 points. You allowed him to get 30 more. And, oh, Jesus Christ. And, and, and an efficient 71 points. An efficient and, dog, an easy 71. <laughs> <laughs> supposed, it's not supposed to be anything like an easy 71-point game. Jesus that dude Christ. should have been dog tired the next night. He nah, wasn't. I think nah. he had like 
12 points in the first quarter against the Rock yeah. against the Warriors, and it was a back to back. Yeah, ah! he, he was refreshed. He no, was he, refreshed. Oh. <laughs> anyway. That's hilarious. And and the poor Rockets, golly. But I get, I know, I tanking is terrible. Uh, but you know, you do what you got to do to get the big man if yeah, you, anyway. oh, you can get him. Uh, but what tripped me out was <laughs> I, I can't really say this is bad because it's not bad, it's actually great. They dropped the Dame Lillard shoe to 71 bucks and they're gonna donate $71,000 to a charity of Dame's choice. That's all very cool. I don't know, I just, I guess it just tickled me <laughs> when somebody says, I'm not, are you a sneakerhead? Oh, yeah, absolutely I am. So oh, yeah. I'm not a big sneakerhead, but the idea that, you know, we're going to drop the price of 71 bucks is hilarious to me. I'm like, whoa, the shoe's like almost 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's already almost 200 I'm going to drop it to 71 So uh, maybe a handful more people, because poor folks can't afford these shoes. Even middle-class folks can't afford some of these shoes. So when you drop it to 71 it's basically you're relying on the sneakerheads to fund this charity because the folks... And I love the fact that people like Shaq and other folks who create these really inexpensive shoes for people who can't really afford mm-hmm. these Nikes. But God damn, it's just kind of hilarious that we're going to drop these shoes, drop the price to 71 bucks. I, um, so let, let me put the snark and the cynicism aside for one second. <laughs> I appreciate and respect what Adidas is doing in the name of altruism and in goodwill in dropping a $200 shoe down to $71 to, yeah. because, because Damian Lillard is Adidas's biggest, uh, biggest star, uh, in the NBA, biggest yeah. guy in their stable. Um, so, you know, Dame is loyal to them. Adidas is loyal to Dame. They have a relationship this money is going to his charity. Hey, man, I'm cool with it. I'm down with it. Okay, yeah. now that I said that, man, I don't trust no corporation to say nothing, <laughs> but hey, look at us. And probably also to move some product uh, to get some old Dame sneakers out of the way so they can hit you for $250 on the new model <laughs> of the Damian Lillard, Lillard that he tried to say, Adidas sneaker. Yeah, I, I, listen, I'm with you. I'm so in, in lockstep on that. Like, I feel like this is great. I mean, ultimately, it, money going to charity is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. like, I mean, come on, man. Mm-hmm. And you, I, Sure, it's charitable. Sure, it's nice. Sure, if I, were, if I found these shoes in Ross, I'd probably pick them up. But I, <laughs> I still wouldn't pay 71 for them. Nah, they have to, get, they have to nah. get down to 50. Nah, nah, nah. I can't, Rod. I can't tell you the last time I paid actually paid more than like a hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. Well, I'm the wrong person to have this conversation with. Cause, I, I can't tell you the last time. I, I, and I think, and I think the times that I, the times that I have, it's because I was buying them as a gift for someone else. I'm sitting in a room where I'm looking at at least two dozen clear drop front sneaker boxes from uh, Crate and Barrel that have um, ridiculously expensive sneakers in them. I'm that dude. And are I'll tell you, you, oh yeah. Are you, are, are oh, what, is, what's oh, your yeah. brand? Nike. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. The more Jordans, the better, baby. And let me yeah. tell you where this comes from. And, and, and this, uh, this, uh, this villain 
origin story is <laughs> not unique. Uh, growing up, couldn't afford all the sneakers that I wanted. You know, yeah. moms did moms did her best, and my, moms listen. Moms held me down. You know, uh, yeah. I was able to get some, but I wasn't able to get them all. And you know, when you're 14, 15 years old, you want them all. And yeah. then when I finally got a little bread in my pocket, when I started working in uh, in high school, uh, shout out to Bex Prime on Kirby in uh, in Houston, uh, greatest hamburger in H Town. Yeah. Uh, tell them Rod B sent you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so when I started making a little scratch, what's the first thing I did? Start buying sneakers. Did I save up for a car? No. Did I save up for a college education? <laughs> of course I didn't. I spent my money on kicks. But like a drug habit, once you start doing it, you want more, more, more. And I just didn't have the bread to get more, more, more. Well, fast forward to, quote, adulthood, end quote, where I am right now. And I'm still chasing that dragon. <laughs> All these sneakers I done bought are, are from the fact that I couldn't afford the sneakers when I was younger. Now that I can, I'm still buying them. There's nothing cute about this. Matter of fact, it's a little <laughs> bit sad. Am I going to change? Nope. Uh, nor should you. Thank Listen. you. That is a very, very, for black folks, that's a very, very common story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, listen, I, I'm, one, I'm a person who believes that we should all have something that makes us happy that we splurge on. Like, that's just, I mean, you work hard in life. You should have some kind of outlet. You make your money. It can be, it can be as frivolous as you want it to be, as long as it's something that adds a bit of enjoyment to your life. I, I splurge on electronics particularly uh, TVs, mm -hmm. love a good TV mm -hmm. or, or a good sound system. That's my thing. Yes, sir. Um, but I, but when I, but I'm not a big, I like clothes, but I won't pay a lot of money for clothes. I like dressing up, but I won't pay a lot of money to dress up. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people will see me and they go, oh, man, you must have paid a lot of money for that. Like, no, nah, man. Mm -hmm. Clearance section, baby. Always clearance. <laughs> Always clearance. I just got. I just go to the clearance section at like Macy's, yeah, or Banana Republic, and it just feels like it costs more than it really does. But I'm not paying a shit load of money for uh, clothes or cars. I won't splurge on cars. Like a lot of cats buy cars. The only thing in my life that I have, that I always say that if I got a shitload of money. Nobody would ever know that I was rich until you got to my house and you saw that it was a guy gigantic mansion. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, I could be in a bike headed to my house. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, man, I, I hear you. I am all for people, um, you, you, you know, make yourself feel good. Yeah. And and without going, you know, to the extreme. You know, man, splurge for them kicks, whether they're yeah. sneakers or whether, yeah. you know, whether you like to, to kick it wearing dress shoes or, yeah. you know, ladies, you know, get your red bottoms. Or, you know, if you want to spend money on your clothes, you want to floss like that, floss like that. You yep. know, make makeup for the ladies, for the guys too. Uh, makeup, if you yeah. want the expensive makeup. If you want to throw it down on cars, you know, that gets a little dicey because, you know, once you get a car, you drive it off the lot. And yeah. Motherfucker starts to depreciate by yeah. the millisecond. But, hey, man. You know, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to Some do. Some people I'm, collect I'm, them. Yeah, man, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, if jewelry is your thing, it ain't my type of hype. But if jewelry is your thing, yeah. then you know, do it like that. Um, no, I'm, I'm all for, 
you know, if, if, if you got it, Hey man, ain't nothing wrong with spending a little bit on, on yourself. I mean, that's, isn't that part of the deal? I mean, yeah, yeah, you are supposed to save. You are supposed to invest. You are supposed to but you you know, can't clearly take, take, care, take care of you and yours. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't be living in squalor, yeah. you know, while you're driving a $50,000 car. <laughs> but, you know, if you got everything taken care of, hey, man, you know, kick yourself down. Make yourself Hell yeah. Good. You you cannot take it with you. So you may as well enjoy no. yourself. I heard the Egyptians tried that and people are still <laughs> digging a motherfucker. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Still digging them up. I don't know if you, if you went like when I was younger, I collected a lot of things. I don't know if you did, but I collected a lot of things. I collected my three things were records, mm-hmm. comic books, and TV guides. Mm-hmm. Like the original, remember the original TV guide books? Sure. I used to collect those. Oh, and baseball cards. Mm-hmm. I collect none of that shit anymore. None of it. And I don't know what changed in me. I know my mama made me throw out all my comic books and my baseball cards. Boy, that was bad. That was a bad, bad move. <laughs> but but all the other shit, nobody makes TV guys anymore. So that was easy. Uh, but it's just weird. Like I would I would never decide to collect stuff like that anymore. Nah, I, I wasn't much of a collector as a kid. I comic books didn't really do it for me. I was like, I'd I'd rather watch TV or mm-hmm. rather watch a movie. And now look where we are. Uh, you know the the comic books are in the movies. Yeah. You know, with with all the the Marvel. Yeah. <clears throat> with all the Marvel movies, um, baseball cards. Yeah, but because I, you know, growing up in the '80s, you heard, oh, you hang on to these bad boys, you're gonna be rich, and then you mm-hmm. find out, no, you're absolutely not gonna be rich. But even before you found out, you weren't gonna get rich off of baseball cards. It was just it it, it didn't. I need something a little bit more. Um, I need something a little bit more exhilarating yeah. to kind of keep me interested and sitting around staring at pieces of cardboard um, with, uh, with people's faces on them. Just didn't <laughs> do it for me. I know I have a shoe box of, of cards around here somewhere. Um, but that tells you how much I care about them. I just said they're around here somewhere. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. even begin to tell you where, uh, where they are. Um, so I wasn't much of a collector as a kid and I'm not much of a collector as I'm not a collector at all as uh, as an adult, you know, the shoes I have, yeah, you know, I, I, you, you can only wear one pair at a time. I try to wear them as much as possible. So then they're not collector's item. These are for me to, they're in the rotation walk around in a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it's funny because I mean, most cats who like really collect, they, they take them buy them and just put them up, put them. Yeah. On. That, 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 that never made any sense. <laughs> at all i you know I, it's it's so you can look at them i mean i, I guess whatever floats your boat i don't yeah, know dude i mean I it's, do it's, it. it's fine but you know i'm not gonna judge anybody because i do i just for me it doesn't work no it doesn't work at all absolutely does not work let's uh move on to the world of sports uh we are what maybe a week week and a half into Major League Baseball spring Oof. training. Oof. Uh, the uh, world champion Houston Astros will uh, begin <laughs> their title defense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my favorite team will begin its title defense uh, later on this month. The big thing happening in baseball right now, and something I have been excited for for years, knowing yeah. that it was uh, on its way, now it is here, and it is the pitch clock in Major yeah. League Baseball. Yeah. Now, if you uh, if you don't follow baseball and you really haven't watched, 
Major League Baseball has had a problem now for a long time. When I say long time, I'm talking at least 25 years of the games being slow. And it's not because the game itself is slow. It's because the players are slow. Pitchers taking their slow, sweet time to throw the baseball. Batters taking their slow, sweet time getting into the batter's box. And when they do get into the batter's box and they see a pitch that invariably they don't swing at, they would step out of the batter's box and begin this almost uh, manic routine of adjusting gloves and adjusting uh, uh, protective gear that they're wearing and touching their hat, grabbing their cup, stepping back in the box. Well, you would have all this dead time because of the pitchers and the batters literally fooling around. And it it would take somewhere between 20 and 35 to 45 seconds in between pitches. And over the course of a nine-inning baseball game, those 20, 25, 30 seconds in between pitches, along with the normal stoppages in between innings and what have you, would make a game take well over three hours. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the extreme, if there's a lot of hitters, there's a lot of batters, there's a lot or of extra changes. <laughs> or but but put extra innings aside because yeah. that, that that's kind of that's kind of an outlier. I'm just talking about a nine inning game. Yeah. Nine inning games would take three hours plus three hours, 15 minutes, three hours, 30 minutes, regular season, nine inning games sometimes would creep close to the four hour mark. That's a problem. Major league baseball has implemented the pitch clock, something they did in the minor leagues. It is now here in the majors. Now here's how it works. No one's on base. The pitcher has 15 seconds to start his windup and throw the ball. Yeah. If there's no one on base, the batter has in that 15 second clock, they have to get into the box with no less than eight seconds on the pitch clock. Mm. If the batter is not in there with eight seconds on the pitch clock, he is given an automatic strike. That's if right. the pitcher does not throw the ball or start his windup within 15 seconds, the pitcher is given a ball. If there's a runner on base, the clock goes from 15 seconds to 20 seconds, mm. but the penalties still remain. If that ball ain't out by 20, that's a ball on the pitcher. If that batter is out in the box, uh, by with eight seconds left, it's a strike on the batter. Now, again, we've had about a week and a half of Major League Baseball games being played. Yeah. Wouldn't you know, Marcus? Yeah. Wouldn't you know, quality hang listeners? Yeah. The game has sped up to the point where nine inning spring training games, which have a lot of pitching changes, are taking on average about two hours and 33 minutes. And guess what? <laughs> Major League Baseball purists, players, and observers are losing their mind. <laughs> and I say to them, too bad. Yeah. This is great for baseball, and it ain't changing. And quite frankly, this should have happened 15 years ago. Yeah, and, and I think that the average baseball fan, the average uh, game-goer will appreciate this a lot. Of and you know, course. I have to say, the clock actually makes it a little more interesting. Yes. It makes it more interesting. Is he going to get this? Who got somebody just got the first automatic strike? Uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Manny Machado. Yeah. Like, Couldn't happen to a nicer person. How cool is that? <laughs> how fucking cool is that? Like, this pitcher should be thrilled with this. Yeah. They should be thrilled with this. Dude, you get you can get an automatic strike without throwing, not even, not swinging your arm. You can just get, your, <laughs> you can just get a strike without throwing a pitch. That's oh, awesome. Just, 
just get this thing going. And for those few holdouts who are saying this is bad for baseball, this is ruining baseball, this is not necessary, go back because we can do this now. Go back and watch games on YouTube. Yep. Specifically, I want people to go back and watch playoff games from the 80s uh-huh. on YouTube. Uh-huh. Okay? Now, yeah. playoffs, you're thinking there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of drama, so that naturally slows things down. I want you to go back and look at the 1981 National League Championship Series. So go back and look at the 1987 American League uh, Championship Series. You didn't have none of the bullshit of guys stepping out of the box and pitchers taking too long. The game, just as recently as the 80s, the game had a pace. The game had a rhythm. We lost that around the time we got to the 90s and it eventually you know just got to a ridiculous point in uh in the 2000s and the 2010s you go back and you look at old baseball games and i'm not talking from the 60s i'm talking from the 80s yeah. not that long ago yeah. you didn't have guys fidgeting around part of the reason was that nobody wore batting gloves yeah and also guys didn't have protective armor on their shins and on their elbows yeah. and all that kind of stuff they didn't have shit that they could fidget around with the yeah. game is different Guys throw harder. Guys wear more equipment. Everybody wears batting gloves. <clears throat> players, because they were unchecked, they took it to the ridiculous extreme, and the ridiculous extreme ended up being thirty seconds in between pitches, which yeah. is way too long. Way too long, dude. And I, it's going to be interesting because I'm always thinking about how it how it affects the, the game on the field, and obviously it's going to help the pace of the game. But I'm wondering if. I'm wondering if there if this, if this initially will help pitchers out more because they got to get that ball out of their hand. So maybe and maybe it'll help them because it throws off the timing of batters, and they know they just have to swing. They got to swing. Well, what will happen is everyone, and this is this is a, a a normal human trait. You know, we can process time in our heads without looking at a clock. Once you get used to it, you know, yep. you being in radio, you understand. I bet you, you know, 15 and 30 seconds. Yep. You can you can know that without looking at a clock because yep. you used to you used to the things being run by a clock. Yep. So, you know, the human body, especially the human mind, is a pretty ridiculous computer. All of a sudden you can that becomes rote. That becomes yep. innate. Yep. The pitchers and the batters, they will have an understanding in their mind, even without looking at a clock, although pitch clocks will be around the stadium for pitchers and and hitters to look at, but they will have in their mind eventually once they get used to it, they'll know what 15 seconds is. They'll know what 10 seconds is. They'll know what 20 seconds is. Like quarterbacks. Like pre, like, like NBA players. They never look at the shot clock. They know 24 seconds. You could cover shot clocks in an NBA arena. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, you would have less than five, 24 second violations because the players they've been playing with a shot clock their entire lives uh you know 30 seconds in college 24 in the pros they're used to it they know the rhythm they can count off 24 seconds in their heads eventually major league baseball players are going to do that but as it stands right now yeah the pitchers are 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 more in control for a lack of a better way of putting it yeah however very small sample size scoring is up in spring training, although it has just been a week, week and a half of a of a six week spring training. Yeah. So, so you know, are the hitters ahead? You know, they they normally say pitchers are ahead of batters in spring yeah. training at the beginning of spring training, but we are seeing increased scoring. 
Who knows what it means? All I know is the pitch clock is great, and the yeah. pitch clock is here to stay. Now bring me the automated strike zone and the robot umpires, <laughs> and I will have nothing else to complain about when it comes to Major League Baseball. I will have a. If, I would love to see the automated uh, strike, strike zone. Let's not. Oh, it's argue. coming. Let's it's not coming. argue about anything. No more arguments. You know no more arguments. No more bullshit. Yeah. No more arguments. Let's th- throw the ball, t- put the ball in play, and let's see these great athletes do something that is very difficult, yep. which is to play Major League Baseball at a high level. Yeah. That shit is hard. Yeah, for sure. It, they, they ain't just standing around there scratching their asses, even though they're standing around scratching <laughs> their ass. When that ball is thrown, it is it is one of the toughest things to do absolutely do well and the more we see that the better off baseball will be uh i want to jump real quick into the nba because Ew. i look and none of these teams is <laughs> very impressive like this is one of this is one of the most media like i felt about the football season I just these none of these teams really look like a world beater to me and i feel like anybody it wouldn't shock me if like eight teams won the, the championship this year. It would shock me if eight teams won. It wouldn't. I, I look I'm like, yeah, any of these teams could get hot, go on a roll, and win the finals. You got to give me these eight teams. Uh, let's see. Uh, it could be Memphis. It could be. No, no, no. Let me finish. It could be Memphis. It could be Phoenix. It could be the Celtics. It could be the Sixers. It could be – I mean, there's teams, obviously, where I don't think they'll win, but it wouldn't shock me if any of these teams won. Just – it just does none of these teams feels like a winner. No, 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 no. You got to give me these eight teams. Hang on, hang on. Memphis, yeah. Phoenix, Boston. Okay, yep. That's three. Yep. I need five more. All right, let me see who else we got here. I'm going to look at these squads right now. Uh... I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, there's only five. Milwaukee, Boston. Okay, Milwaukee's Milwaukee's one. Boston's one. Boston. I could see the Sixers. I could see. I'll give you Philly. I could see the Nuggets. I could see. I could see Phoenix. Okay. I could okay. see the Warriors. I okay. could see. I could even see the Clippers coming up mm-hmm. with. Them. I just. I mean, I could. These. These are all teams. Where I feel like. Yeah. If, I. I. I see the Clippers barely. But I see them more than Memphis. You can miss me with the Memphis talk. No, no, no. Them boys don't do nothing but a lot of jaw jacking. They don't do nothing but sell wolf tickets. Them cats ain't ready. They John do. Moran, who, by the way, that dude need to get his shit together with all his off the court. I'm I'm bad and I'm pulling out guns and stuff. We'll talk about that on, oh uh, on another podcast. He do. He, this, this cat is an electric basketball player, but he is tripping. Um, but well, remember talking, when he said he, he's doing himself too much. Oh, he, he and and he gonna he gonna he gonna get his ass kicked doing yeah. that bullshit. But anyway, remember when he said a few weeks and not a few weeks ago, uh, early in the season, Memphis yeah. is fine in the West. Yeah, oh, no, Memphis ain't fine in the West. So yeah. okay, here we go. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, those are your eight teams. Phoenix, I'll give you. Durant just played his first game. Yeah. Uh, last night, as we tape this on Thursday, yeah. March second. Phoenix, I'll give you. Denver, I'll give you. They are the best team in the West. I think they have the best record in all of, of, they do. of basketball. Denver, I'll give you. But Denver, they got Jamal Murray back. Jokic is that dude. They're a really good team. Very well coached. But I, I think Denver, for a lot of people, they're going to have to prove it. But I'm definitely I'm bullish on Denver. Uh, Boston, defending Eastern Conference champions. 
went to six games with the Warriors. I think Boston, to me, they're the odds-on favorite. Milwaukee, Giannis is that dude. He is 100% that dude. He's the best basketball player on the planet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Now you start to get to the ends. Philly, I love Embiid. I'm cool with what they're doing. You know, even James Harden playing with Philly, he doesn't bother me as much as he did when he was with the Rockets. I think Philly is to be reckoned with. I don't believe that they're as good as Milwaukee. They are, in my estimation, definitely no. not as good as Boston. But you get in a seven-game series, who knows what the hell could happen. That's the okay. thing. Now, the the, the Warriors, <clears throat> defending champs, I'm going to give them their credit. They're not as good defensively as they need to be. But as long as you got Steph, and Clay, and again, I was dead wrong about Clay. He's playing fantastically. But when Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Wiggins, when them dudes is cooking, yeah. they're the defending champs. And until proven otherwise, they still need to be respected. Mm-hmm. The Clippers have a really good team. The yeah. problem is they're the Clippers. They ain't proved shit. So to me, I said five. Let's kind of split it here in the middle. You said eight. Let's call it six. Phoenix, Boston, Milwaukee. Philly, Denver, Golden State Warriors. Other than that, I I ain't putting money on the on the Clippers in Memphis. I'm just you, know, you know, the Clippers I, I think that we might have to start I've I've always supported uh Ty Lue as a coach. He can coach. But I don't now I'm starting to be concerned. Uh and I know that this team has had some injury issues, but they also lose a lot of games that they probably shouldn't lose. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, And, and it, it, there's more to it than just being the Clippers. And I don't know if there's whatever like sort of internal dysfunction there may be. And I feel like there isn't. I feel like these guys all get along. That's my that's from the outside looking in. I feel like sure. they get along. I feel like they have a decent chemistry. But something about them as talented as the squad is it kind of gives me Oklahoma City vibes and Oklahoma was much better, but just sort of a really, really talented team that by many people's estimations was was supposed to be the favorite to win the title this year. And they're just mm, I don't I, know I, what it is. I think and and you know, maybe this is just something that that we hoop heads and NBA observers, this is just something we say about the sport and and we've sort of taking it as gospel and there's there's no way it's true there's no way to quantify it but i do think in the nba teams take on the personality of their superstars yeah you hear all the time you hear all the time in sports that teams take on the personality of their coach i think in the nba the teams take on the personality of their superstars i say that to say this the clippers are a mercurial bunch because their best player is the textbook definition of the word mercurial. Yeah. We don't know shit about Kawhi Leonard. Other than that, he's a great basketball player when he's out there playing basketball. Yeah. And for the past few years, ever since that series when when he was with the Spurs against the the Warriors and Zaza Pachulia got in his landing space and he twisted his ankle, Kawhi Leonard, who was already a quiet, reserved borderline strange dude and I don't I don't I don't I don't mean to say that in a negative and a nasty pejorative way but he was always he was he was always an, an odd dude didn't say a whole yeah. lot didn't have a lot of yeah. facial expression what have you but ever since he hurt his ankle it, it, you you can't depend on him to be there mm-hmm. for whatever reason and I think that 
that led to the divorce with the Spurs. Yeah. And I think with the Clippers, that has led to them being so enigmatic. You just don't know what you're going to get from them because you don't know what you're going to get from their best player, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, man. And, and yeah, there's something about that squad that just doesn't feel settled. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I just I just look at them and go, ah, and even like, eh, none of these none of these squads are exciting. N- none of them go make me go, oh, that's the that's that's the team to watch right there. None of them. Yeah. I know I'd like I, to see one. I, I I'll say this though. Durant and Booker in a playoff run with with uh, Chris Paul trying Chris to Paul. get the elusive championship. Yeah. Sign me up for it. Watching Nikola Jokic play ball. And, and, you know, the, the talk is starting to be, okay, he's an MVP, he's a great player, but has he Man. done it in the playoffs? To see him try and get – because he's aware of this. To see yeah. him try and get that monkey off his back with Jamal Murray. And like I said, I, I think Michael Malone is a very good coach. To see yeah. Denver try and be what people expect them to be, I'm all yeah. with it. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Boston sports. However, Jason Tatum is a bad, bad boy. And I yeah. love watching Jason Tatum play basketball. And listen, Andrew Wiggins – Mixed his shit last year in the finals. <laughs> so I'm curious to see Jason Tatum try and, and get past that. Give me Giannis all day, every day. Give me the Sixers and their talent that, you know, that I mentioned mm-hmm. a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Give, you know, those guys have, have, you know, see them to try to get over the hump. Obviously, I'll watch the Warriors play anytime, anywhere. And this Clipper thing is interesting. And even throwing Memphis in there, you know, it, I, I think teams take on the personality of their stars. Yeah. John Morant is a fantastic player. Dude is feeling himself way too much, just like the Grizzlies, who haven't accomplished shit, Nothing. are feeling themselves way Nothing. too much. So I kind of hear what you're saying, that none of these teams are really just like, oh, my God, they're blowing you away. Yeah. But, man, I think the individual stars and I think the stories that surround the stars in these teams that I mentioned – the NBA regular season is way too long, but those eight teams in the playoffs and yeah. the others that will other eight that will make up the sixteen, hey man, you're cooking with gas on this one. And what I love about it, we had an entire NBA conversation and we didn't talk about LeBron and the Lakers. No, I like I like to keep it. That way. <laughs> well, and listen, you know, the one thing that the NBA always has is great talent. Like there is somebody you can watch on every team every single night. Yeah. And and I didn't even talk about a dark horse team like the Cavaliers, who are really good. Yeah. Yeah, really man. good. Yeah. And a team like the Pelicans, who once Zion gets back, they may get on the roll and be the team that they were at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and kick everybody's ass. Mm-hmm. So there's all these potential things, but I'm just I'm just I, I just need some meat to chew on. Yeah, and I'm not you, getting it right now. We, well, we just need the playoffs, man. This, this, yeah. this regular season, it's been like all NBA regular seasons. It's about 15 games too long. Yep. Can I can I share some Janet Jackson stuff with you? Absolutely, you can. So I, this this just came out of nowhere. Uh, you and I both agree Janet Jackson is one of the most amazing uh, performers of all time. For sure. Um, her nephew came out and he said some shit. Basically, he criticized her for having an over-sexualized live act. He kind of said the stuff that she does is degrading and he objectifies and it sort of objectifies women 
I'm like, wow, you you one of these dudes. Like these cats who go on these rants about how women are over the sexualized. And whatever, that could be your opinion or whatever. But I don't know, he made a comment about how females shouldn't. And by the way, as soon as you call a woman a female. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, I mean, that's a red flag. <laughs> you gotta, you just kind of got to stop talking. <laughs> Man, how many podcasts have dudes who don't do nothing but spend time talking yep. about these females? Yeah, these like females. bro, come on, oh, man. Anyway, uh, it, but it drives me crazy. Like, don't don't say that. That's that in itself is derogatory from my perspective. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just weird to hear these guys talk about how women have these this over sexualized music and over sexualized live shows, like. Dude, this is what men have been doing for years. There is nobody more sexualized than Prince. And yes, it did get us the parental guidance stickers. Sure. But generally speaking, nobody complains about a guy like Prince or Jodeci or any of these other guys being over-sexualized in their live shows. It's weird and really misogynistic when I hear shit like that. Especially from Janet's nephew, and, and and you nailed it. It's uh, it's misogynistic, um, and and that that is, you know, that's the ultimate trump card. That's the big six domino. It's like, mm. man, where do you get off telling women, especially Janet Jackson, For especially real? yo auntie, where do you get <laughs> off criticizing her and telling her how she should conduct her business? Okay. Like yes. young fella, you need to step off. I, that that's that's it. That's all. Yeah. Now, let me bring the 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 somewhat silly point in. <laughs> hey man, don't nobody want to hear no dude talking about. Oh man, this bit of entertainment is too sexy. We don't need this. Why are you trying to mess up our good time? Okay. Yeah. We want to see Janet Jackson, and if Janet Jackson want to take it back to Miss Jackson. When she nasty, then let her do that and let, let, us, let us enjoy it, dog. Let Why are you trying it. to mess up our good time? Why are you trying to harsh our mellow? Yeah. We would, if Janet Jackson wanted to take it back to the pleasure principle video, yeah. and if you know, you know, then damn it, let Janet do that and let us watch, dog. Why are you in the way? Move. <laughs> move, dog. You move. You in front of the TV. You ain't got to watch. You ain't got to watch. You ain't got to watch. <laughs> if, if you think that women being sexy on stage and in music and in the videos, that's going to bring down society, you living in the wrong place, buddy. Man, society done been down. <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> I'd much rather have a woman owning her shit than... Be- I don't know. Maybe I'm the weird guy. Maybe I'm just weird that way. I like women who are like on their shit, who who are not playing these games and can go toe to toe with any dude. I like that. Man, if I these like ladies want to be out here being all sex potty, yeah. then yes, please. You ain't know, nobody, it, ain't nobody making them do it. Yeah, that's right. And 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 then nobody can Marvin Gaye, even going back to those days, Elvis Presley. These guys were all overtly sexual. And we all seem to be okay with it. Lil Nas X, if that's oh how that cat want to get down, yes. then let him get down with who he want to get down with. It's not my business. It's not hurting me. It's not hurting you. Let people live their lives. I ain't coming to your house telling you to stop uh, watching Sesame Street or whatever the fuck you're doing by yourself. I, just do your thing. 
and let your let your auntie do her thing. She making her paper. What are you doing, Tito's Tito's kid? What are you doing? Didn't nobody want to hear from Tito Jackson back in the day? We damn sure don't want to hear from Tito's child. Tito's kid preaching what to us. What are we doing? Maybe to just, us. Maybe we'll listen to one of Jermaine Jackson's kids. Maybe. Ain't, ain't nobody trying to hear from Tito's son? Man, but Jermaine, Jermaine got to change that hair before we start listening to Jermaine again. Man, Jermaine Jackson's hairstyle is one of <laughs> the, the most entertaining yet confounding <laughs> things what in is this that? country. I don't know what it is, and I, I, but and this is where we struggle because this this is an audio medium we're participating in. You, yeah, you need to see it, folks. Just oh. Google Jermaine Jackson. Hair. Jesus Christ. Um, and then you'll see why I am struggling. A man who does not struggle using words to describe things. <laughs> you, you see Jermaine Jackson's hair, and you will understand why it's indescribable. It is like what's going on. His whole his whole steez, man. Yeah. His whole his from the neck up. Jermaine oh Jackson is. I have never seen a brother. As greasy and as shiny as Jermaine Jackson. It's like it's like he's permanently followed by spotlights that are just <laughs> making him sweat where he just has this sheen on him. It is the most incredible thing. And and his hair is literally fried, dyed, and laid to the side. Is and it, it is, wavy? It or is, is it jet black. Wavy? I don't know. I, I, see, and this is where I struggle with this. I don't know. It looks. It looks like you. You know those. Uh, those. Those Lego minifigures. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and they've got like the little plastic hair that you could pop it off. That's right. right. And it's always jet black, and you can take that hair and put it on a minifigure. He's got like he's got black man Lego minifig hair. That's. <laughs> That's Jermaine Jackson's Jermaine. hair. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. By the way, that whole, I mean, we could do an entire show on like the weird stuff that's going on with that family dynamic. I mean. Switching wives and and all kinds of weird who's shit. switching wives? Who? Yeah, like, like Jermaine's ex-wife is now Marlon's wife. It's Shut like, up. What? Like, dude. Oh. oh. Really? Bruh, like oh, re- I thought you were just talking about you know Joe Jackson whooped their ass and no, no, them, and they no. haven't been able to recover. Wife swapping between Dude, brothers? What? Read, read, read just some of the history of the the Jackson wives. It's yo, it, it's it's some wild shit, dude. <laughs> it's some wild shit. Let me see real quick. Hang on, I, I, feel like a, <laughs> I tell you that entire family has had just weird shit going on. <laughs> I mean, again. I thought it was just paternal beatings and and <laughs> and over reliance on plastic surgery. I had no idea we was getting into some salacious <laughs> shit. What? <laughs> Holy smoke! Hang on, that's it, Jermaine. That wasn't in the miniseries. <laughs> that's what we, it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> Wife swap. Well, you know, you get to a certain age, and you you know you you. Not that you stop learning, but you know that you know a lot, so you don't find yourself caught off guard or surprised by things yeah. you didn't know. I am genuinely caught off guard and surprised by Next this bit of information. Remarry. Let's see if I can find this thing real quick before we run out of here. Holy smokes. Jackson family values get down. <laughs> what are you talking about? 
man, no wonder Michael wanted nothing to do with them people. <laughs> Michael's like, hey, I'm into some weird shit. Like, I got monkeys and pythons and, and little, little white babies. I'm hanging off of balconies. But you motherfuckers is wildin'. <laughs> Why? Oh, here it is. Why Jermaine stole Randy's wife. Oh, my God. Of course Jermaine did it. Of course it Now it all makes sense. Well, it's yeah, starting to yeah. make sense. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. No wonder Reby Jackson is like, I, I, you know what? Y'all can do all this singing and dancing. I'm going to do my centipede, make a little money, and get out of here because y'all wilding. Hard. Yeah. Randy was stunned by the betrayal, noting, she's a pig and my brother is a fool. Damn. Damn. They call you, they got. Called a pig. Damn. <laughs> They got. They Randy got the, say these hoes ain't loyal, <laughs> <laughs> and neither are these brothers. Oh man, <laughs> this is why. Holy shit! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> wow! <laughs> yes, when we're done, I will be good. <laughs> and, and hopefully, there will be more fire quotes from Randy expressing Dude, they, his disappointment with his ex-wife, and I will assume his ex-brother. They, uh, that family is just holy shit, weird, that weird, bananas. And that's oh the God. stuff. That's the stuff that we find out publicly, which means, oh yeah, 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 the stuff we don't know is oh, wild. Boy, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna close on this random take. Yes, Michael B. Jordan. I don't know if you saw this story. When Michael B. Jordan was uh, on a on a carpet doing the uh, doing the press for Creed three, mm-hmm. and a reporter who once called him corny, yes, decided in high, to school, in high school they went to high school together. Yeah, yeah, and you and Michael B. was like, yeah, I'm that corny kid. Remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the greatest flexes of all time. One of the greatest flexes of all time. I'm corny, and she's like, no, you're not corny no more. And he gave it that little side eye. I love that type of shit. I love it. Especially when people get on here and talk greasy about some of these celebs. Sort of like what we do. And then uh <laughs> <laughs> and then, But you know what though? If you're gonna be talking slick and greasy about him, you gotta be ready for them to clap back. And when they right. do clap back, you better own it. And for that's old right. girl, they'll be talking like, no, I didn't call you corny. Yeah, you, yeah, did. you did. Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. And worse, you bullied this cat in school because he was bringing his headshot to school. Now who crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it just goes to show. Be good to everybody. Because you Be never know. Be good to everybody because you never fucking know. I'm proud of Michael B. Jordan. And he wasn't even an asshole about it either. That's what was so cool about it. Nope. He he just he said, oh, I'm the corny dude, huh? And gave it a side eye. And then granted her the rest of the red carpet yeah. interview. Yeah. Uh, you know, he didn't walk away from her. He didn't yep. publicly, you know, he didn't publicly flame her. He, yeah. got, he, he said what he wanted to say. And then he moved on about it uh, professionally. Boom. Um, I am uh, someone who traffics... Uh, very heavily in uh, in the world of petty. And <laughs> when I heard about this, and I eventually saw the uh, the interaction, um, it, it warmed my very very petty heart. Um, and and I was like, man, he better than me because I think I might have flamed her because. You know, I'm an asshole like that. I might have um, done it too, Rod. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, man, let me let me tell you something. 
and you know, if you know me, you know me. Um, how can I put this? <laughs> Do I still hold grudges from high school and college? And 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 did some of those slights real? And okay, maybe a few were perceived. Yeah, but did some of those slights drive me to? to to do certain things in my yes. life in my yes. career absolutely yes facts facts yes did i go back and I only went back to one but did i go back to my 10-year high school reunion uh uh ready to flex on some yes. people's of course male and female of course yes. did i go back to high school flex on them people yeah yes Mm-hmm. Was it petty? Was it unnecessary? Was it childish? <laughs> yes. C. And how else do you say yes in another language? D. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So I salute the homie, Michael yeah. B. Jordan, Real talk. Uh, for uh, for what he did and how he handled himself. Because I would have done it. And he oh. did it in a lot nicer way than I would have. So I Show see it. you, player. I salute you. Sure in the hell did, because there's definitely some folks who you go through this life and you meet them and somehow, some way, they just rub you the wrong way and you feel like, fuck this one. Young man, young young cat had a dream. He wanted yep. to be an actor, knew that as a child. Yeah. Was doing the thing with, I will assume, the support of, of, of family and friends, doing that stuff. And you got yeah. these no good motherfuckers in high school calling them corny. And I know it's what kids <laughs> do. It's what people do. But yeah. and, and a lot of people are going, well, he's a star. He's a millionaire. You know, he should just get over that. You don't get to tell people how they feel and how they no. react uh, uh, to things. You wouldn't want somebody doing that to you. And that if that's something you. that exactly. And if that's something that hurt him and that's something that bothered him and he had a chance to get that shit off his chest and not doing in a way where he was insulting or yeah. uh, to that uh, to that young lady. then yeah. I applaud him, man. You don't get to tell people how they should feel uh, about things. And I'm pretty sure. When he was 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, and he had a bunch of people, you know, who wasn't going to do shit and who wasn't yeah. doing shit, calling yeah. him corny because he yeah. was trying to do some shit. Yeah. Man, that pisses you off. Yep. And, and this is one of those things where. Um... Yeah, it's not nice, Siri. Stop listening to me. <laughs> My watch is listening to me. God, I hate that. Anyway, as you were saying. One of the things that is sort of underrated and underappreciated, actually. Is the fact that, particularly at you know, as a middle schooler or as a high schooler, the idea of being ostracized and being separated from the pack because you are different, that has deep psychological uh, ramifications for people, for most people. Yeah, and I think most people can trace a lot of the stuff that they deal with now back to those middle school and high school years. And the fact that this dude, yeah, and the the fact that this dude went through that, and they and they shit on him, and you know how we can be. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know we if you different, if you see things different or whatever, motherfuckers will let you have it each and every day. Don't dress different. Don't talk different. Oh God. And so to have him go through that, and to come out on top, I yeah, I actually. I'm actually surprised he's as well adjusted as he is. <laughs> he's probably not. I guarantee you. you know, I guarantee you. Off them red carpets and and once them cameras turned off, he probably 
he probably is mad corny. And he, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man. Um, I, I, I talked about it last week. Talked about it the week before. We have a problem in this country. We have a problem in this country when it comes to our zoos, Marcus. Get out of here, dude. We, dog. Okay, again. Get out you of here. You had monkey napping in Dallas. <laughs> See, look, you know what? And 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 I got a theory. And it's the theory of a crazy person. But this goes all the way back to two incidents. It goes back to Christmas Eve at the San Francisco Zoo. Man. 10, 15 years ago where them, them, them fools was messing with that tiger. Yes, the I tiger remember jumped that. out. Yeah. Yeah, ate one of them's head, <laughs> and then they had to come in at in, in the dark and shoot the tiger, right? All bad, all bad. Yep. And then you remember what happened, to, and 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 rest in peace to the god. Remember what happened to the homie Harambe at the Cincinnati. Oh, Zoo, Harambe! Where the bad the bad parent, the lady, forgot her kid. The two year old jumped into Harambe's enclosure, and that was Harambe's fault. And that was somehow that was Harambe's fault, just doing his deal, Man. just 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 being an apex uh, mammal, and yeah. they killed Harambe because the two-year-old got into an enclosure, and the mother this is a terrible mother. This is where it started, and now we have the monkey nappings in Dallas. You had the the, the bird that that uh, the, was uh, was released at the, the New York Zoo. Uh, what else did we have? We had yeah. uh, we had one incident in Houston. There's another one, man. Another yeah. one. Come on, this now. one in Broussard, Louisiana. Come on, twelve now. monkeys, twelve squirrel monkeys. Get out of here! Stolen from a zoo. What are we doing in Broussard, Louisiana? What are we doing? Okay, according to the zoo, the lone individual. Targeted facilities of smaller primates and specifically compromised the oh squirrel God. monkey exhibit successfully oh stealing God. 12 of the primates. We have <laughs> a problem in this country. We do have a problem. Security. That's what okay. it is. We have well, the nation's zoos clearly are soft targets. And what's going to happen is that eventually the animals going to get out. And they gonna get their revenge. This is ridiculous. Okay, I, this is just fucking ridiculous. I will continue to monitor this story, to the chagrin of Marcus <laughs> and many of you who are listening. I and I will continue to report diligently on this story. Fantastic listeners of this, the Quality Hang podcast, because if I have to be the canary in the coal mine, then damn it, that's what I have to be. I am going to continue to follow this story and report on this story because I don't want any Americans to die at the hands no. of these soon-to-be free and sentient zoo animals. I'm I'm not mad. You're welcome. I'm not mad. Thank you. Thank you for that PSA, Rob Brooks. Who the I fuck is stealing was... squirrel monkeys? But you know yeah. what those look? Hey, hey, it's Louisiana. I guarantee you they ate at least one of them squirrel monkeys. Oh, one because... of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you say, which let, which, hey, which let squirrel monkey meat pop up? <laughs> what's in this? What's in this gumbo? <laughs> Something special? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what is this chicken? 
that note, <laughs> this has been another uh, ridiculous episode of your favorite podcast, Quality Hang. Make sure you follow us on uh, all of the socials. And you can email us your best squirrel monkey gumbo recipe we are at, thank qu- you. at qualityhangpod.com. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, my brother, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. It's been a great one. It has, my man. <laughs> Everybody be good or be good at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs>